Danny. Danny, thank you so much for having me back. And it's a joy to be back. And I believe you put a good spell uh, on the journey of Voice Fallers Universe about two years ago. And um, I've never, ever forgotten uh, how kind and generous you were to have me on early on um, when Trent Dalton and the world of uh, literary fiction went, were pretty strange to each other. And uh, I was very touched that you took the time of day. And, I'm, and it's so cool that you took the time of day again. Who wouldn't want to celebrate the Words and Nerds fabulous podcast? So thank you for tuning in to Words and Nerds podcast and tonight's live stream special where we're launching a brilliant new picture book published by Larrikin House Mozzies vs Flies. I'm your host, Danny V. I also welcome someone who's disappeared from view, uh, my co-host with the most, Rory H. Mather. How you going, Rory? Good, thanks, Danny. How are you? Uh, I'm good. And look, can we just do a bit of a stock take here? Who's Team Mozzie and who's Team Fly? Team Mozzie all the way. Sorry. Fly. Fly. Flies. And you know what? Besides, you know, we've got some amazing people on the screen, which we'll introduce, but we've got authors. We've got James from Larrikin, the publisher, and we've got, of course, our amazing author and illustrator. Rory, do you want to do the introductions? Yes, I would love to do that. Thanks, Danny. Um, so, can I please have, have the pleasure of introducing Sarah Speedy, who is our amazing author. Sarah, can you give us a wave? Hello. <laughs> and um, we have a drum roll for our amazing illustrator, Rebel Challenger. Hey, Congratulations, guys, and welcome to the podcast live stream. Thank you, Danny and Rory. Thanks so much for having us all on and for um, for launching Mozzies versus Flies tonight. It's really appreciated. It's our it's our pleasure. It's an exciting day for us. Absolutely. Any any opportunity for a party, we're in. So uh, we my shirts. Through the live stream, we are going to introduce everyone on the screen and everyone's going to have a chance to talk. But in the interest of not talking over each other, uh, Rory and I are going to throw to you throughout the night. And if you're watching the live stream and you've got some funny story about an Aussie barbecue or a mosquito or a fly, tell us in the comments and Rory will go through them throughout the night. But also joining us um, is Larrikin House publisher James Layton. Welcome, James, and congratulations on another release of an awesome picture book. Thank you. This is a win, this one. Very happy with this, this, this product. Yes. And go team Mozzie. Did you know why mosquitoes are better than flies? Does anyone know why? Because I, I think I do. Are you going to ruin my joke, Emily? Go. <laughs> is it because all mosquitoes can fly, but flies can't mosquito? Nailed it. <laughs> Lame. Uh, all right, let's see you do better throughout the night, Rory. All right, take it away, Rory. All right, so um, special guests tonight will include, obviously, we've got our Larrikin House authors, Emily Smith, who, who we've already spoken with, Jacinta Freya. Jacinta, can you give us a wave? And what team are you on, Jacinta? Team Fly, excellent. Other authors include Shana Carter. Shana, give us a wave. Hello, and I am Team Mozzie. Mozzie all the way. I'm not, I'm not down with that. <laughs> Natasha Curtin. Roar! <laughs> <laughs> I wondered whether you were going to do that, Rory. Yeah, I knew that was Hi, coming. everybody. And Tony Dahlia. What team are you on, Tony? 
Team Fly. I'm with you. Ride or fly. <laughs> All right. So welcome and thank you for joining us and to help us celebrate this new awesome release. Um, also, if you're watching the live stream, please comment. I'll be going through the comments as we go through this night. And tell us your favourite mozzie or fly joke or your weirdest and mozzie and fly uh, story and we'll make sure we share it. And there will also be prizes for the best joke on the threads night. So pressure's on, people, pressure's on. And Rory and I will check throughout the live stream for the comments and the jokes and your stories. And we give away some books at the end, signed books, I believe, Sarah and Rebel. So that's pretty exciting. Now, before we get on to an elevator pitch, I mean, Mozzie's versus Fly is such a brilliant book and it's a madcap idea and it's Aussie and it's funny and it's great. But before we hit you up with an elevator pitch, I do want to throw to James, the publisher from Larrikin, because the journey of Sarah's publishing story is really interesting and I'd like him to tell us. Sorry, Sarah, in advance. Yeah, God help us. <laughs> yeah, you're going to be all right, Sarah. <laughs> well, I don't know, James. Have you How can that? I do this and embarrass Sarah Voice? No, that's cool. Um, yeah, Sarah was submitting quite a lot um, to Larrikin and she did one of my assessments and I was able to give us some really helpful feedback on what I feel works in stories and what, what doesn't, that kind of stuff. And um, to Sarah's credit, she went away and came back with this. And I read the title, Mozzies versus Flies, and I'm a concept person. So I'm like, straight away, I'm like, I'm interested. Okay, Sarah, you got my attention. And then just the, the pitch was, you know, flies own the daytime and mozzies own the nighttime. But when there's a school barbecue at 5.30, they go to war over who's got the right to eat the people. I'm like, I'm in, I'm in, done, let's do this. Like, I haven't even read the story fully at this point, but I'm like, if this story is good, I'm signing this because this is, I haven't read this before. I don't know if you have, but I haven't read this anything like this before. I thought it just hit so many good buttons for me, originality, quirkiness. Uh, who thinks of this stuff like wars between mozzies and flies? Like I could have lived another million years and never thought of that. Ideas. So, yeah, uh, well done, Sarah. It was such an exciting moment. I love it when I get those manuscripts in. They just ignite something in me and go, yes, this is why I do this. So that was one of those. And um, and then we brought on Rebel to illustrate it, and she's just like a an illustration genius. So that was just like the best decision ever as well. It's like this book's just had every favour going for it that could possibly be. So... It's a cracker. So I'm very happy. So well done to both Rebel and Sarah. It's, it's, I'm, I love this. So, and everybody I tell gets excited about this book. I, I talk, tell this story a fair bit. Everybody gets excited about this. <laughs> oh, thank you, James. That didn't hurt too much. <laughs> We're not over yet. The live stream's not over yet, Sarah. So I don't get too excited. <laughs> All right. So um, can we move to Sarah now? Sarah, can you just give us an elevator pitch? I mean, we've heard a bit from James, but um, can you go into a bit more detail? All right. Well, my elevator pitch was fairly similar to James's, but I'll give it a whirl. Basically, in a small country town, the, uh, the flies rule the streets during the day and the mozzies rule the streets during the night. But when a school barbecue is planned for 5.30, who is going to get the barbecue? The mozzies and flies cannot decide who it belongs to, and so they go to battle for the barbecue. Excellent. And where did the idea of mozzies and flies battling out in the skies come from? <laughs> well, 
Um, my family and I love to go hiking. And as you can imagine, we come across a lot of mozzies and flies as we're walking the, the trails. Um, and usually they're very, very pesky and annoying. And there was one particular walk when they were being particularly ferocious. Um, and basically it just sparked the idea then. I was just thinking initially it was going to be mozzies and flies all totally battling the humans. Um, but then I sort of turned it around a bit and thought, well, how about we just take a step back and maybe firstly they battle each other for the humans. So I uh, went home that night and literally just started writing it that night. It was so said to the family as soon as we got home, sorry, got to go to the computer, got an idea and disappeared. <laughs> so that was it. I love that. Best stories are written that way. Now, Rebel, I think the illustrations are absolutely incredible. Um, they're just, they, they move so much. If you can make a fly and a mosquito look cute and amazing, like you've done an incredible job because they are cute. And um, I know my nine-year-old said, how can a fly look so cute and spongy? So, you know, you've done a brilliant job there. Can you give us your vision and share your vision with us? Like as soon as you read the manuscript and your evolution of the illustrations from beginning to end, how did you envision it when you read the manuscript? So when I first read it, I just loved it. It's so, like James said, it's so different. I would never have thought of it, but it also is so familiar straight away because we hadn't thought of it, but it's so obvious that that's what happens at 5.30 at night. The mozzies are still around and the flies are still around. So um, first, my first thoughts were a sort of a scratchy outback kind of rough around the edges sort of idea with the mozzies and flies, but I still wanted them to be loved <laughs> in a way. So as much as they might have been battling and trying to be angry, I wanted to give them, inject a little bit of, little bit of personality into all of them so that the readers would see diff different characters. They weren't just plain mozzies or plain flies. They actually ha all had a little, little personality of their own. So then it started off, I found myself studying mozzies and flies. Every single one that came to the screen door or something, I'd be going. So it was a really dizzy period in my life. <laughs> a lot of that. I still, to this day, if I see a fly, I'll look at it, ooh, you know, see the colours of it, you know, did I get it right, you know, or is this one smiling? <laughs> so, yeah, it, it kind of tipped me over the edge in, into crazy land. <laughs> I love that a lot. <laughs> Once the main characters, um, I then did some storyboards to show to James, Mary and um, to Sarah to make sure they were happy with the flow of the book and how it was sort of going to look all the backgrounds, the vibe of it all, the um, the settings, I guess. And then once we were happy with how it all flowed together, I just went crazy and started drawing. And I I sh probably should have counted, but I'm pretty sure I tipped over a thousand mozzies and flies in drawing, <laughs> including a few where, as you get, go along in the story, I started to get to know the characters, which seems weird. But I would draw a fly, the main fly, and then I go, "Hang on, that's not him. It doesn't have, it doesn't look like him." So I'll have to draw him again because it just wasn't him. I knew him so well, which is a bit weird. But then uh, you got it all together. But um, interestingly, I found out they got a lot of legs and arms and wings and things. So it was really hard when you're putting a group together to make sure that nobody's covering each other. So I, in the end, I ended up drawing every insect without wings. And I put them on at the end so that no faces were covered because I didn't want anyone not to shine. <laughs> oh, I love that. I love how you put so much thought into the characters. You know what? You can see that when you read the book because it's just such, it's so beautifully illustrated. You can see that. So good job. Thank you.
All right, guys, we might read through a few of the uh, jokes we have in the thread here. So the first one I can see here is coming from Amelia Lewis. And I'd love to try this out, but I'm not that skilled at acting. It says, tips hat to mosquito, malaria. <laughs> Good one. Okay. Thank you for that, Amelia. I'm just going to scroll down a little bit. Let's, Bring let's it on. See. Yuri Gordon has a good one, Rory. Can you see that one? Yuri Gordon's got a few good ones, actually. So <laughs> the first one I see from Yuri is what did the mozzie say to its friend when it looked at its watch? Now, just fair warning for any uh, people watching with kids, there is a naughty word in this one. But the, um, <laughs> the answer is time flies while we sit on our ass. Go exactly. team Mozzie. Thank you, Yuri. Go team Mozzie. No, and we got a few nice comments here. Michelle says, well done. Um, Tracy says, congrats, lovely to see so many friendly faces. Congrats for the original and relatable concepts. Love it, Sarah. You got any more jokes there for us, Rory? We do have a couple more, yeah. Um, hold on. Another one from Yuri. How do the police get rid of the mozzies? They call the SWAT team. Go team fly. Another Go team fly. Job, well done. <laughs> well, here's a good one. Here's, here's more of a, it's a humorous comment. Uh, it's from Louise Brooks, and she says, when you swallow a mosquito on your arm, its death is in vain. <laughs> <laughs> Louise Brooks is always on fire, let me tell you. And a shout, um, shout out to fellow podcast reading with a chance of tacos, says Sarah, congrats. Hey, Ken. Love, love these amazing illustrations, Rebel, and Ali is loving the T-shirts, as am I. So... Raw! <laughs> Liz, hey, cover is super cool, fellow Larrikin author. Um, oh, and Liz has got a joke. You got one there, Rory? Hold on. Getting down to the bottom. I'd tell you the one about the mosquito, but it sucks. Oh, oh. Oh, oh. That is brilliant. All right. I'm, I'm going to – that was a very good mosquito joke. Well done. Well done. Keep them coming, people. Prizes are on the line. We love you sharing uh, your mosquito jokes, your fly puns, or even just some funny Aussie barbecue stories. So anything that's going to uh, make yeah. us have a bit of a chuckle, let's do that. We do have one barbecue story here, actually, um, from Amelia. Again, Amelia Lewis. And she says that on their last family barbecue, um, well, the last family barbecue ended prematurely when the cricket jumped on the grill, was roasted, and was passed to my mother inside a brioche bun. <laughs> <laughs> now, I actually think, Amelia, that's a bit soft. You know, my father always tells a story of um, camping and having a bunch of crickets jump into the boiling water and they had decided, do they want to reboil the water or do they want tea now? And they decided on tea now. So they just had um, a nice tangy tea. <laughs> Sorry. And Ali, Ali, she stole my joke. I was going to tell this joke. What do you call a funny mozzie? Malarious, but, you know. It's pretty funny. Um, so, Sarah, what do you love about writing for kids? Oh, well, there's so much that I love about writing for kids. Um, I mean, firstly, it enables you to access and be silly, which is awesome. So you don't have to be serious. And um, basically, so I love the fun of it. And I love the challenge as well, um, because it's very hard to try, particularly when you're doing a picture book, to try and uh, fit an entire action-packed story into 500 words or less um, and have it rhyme and with meter. 
it's quite a challenge and I do love that challenge. But um, mostly what I love about writing for kids is, well, I like to write fun stories that inspire kids to read. So, and I think that's what Larrikin is all about. So it's just basically writing humorous stories. So you, you have an audience that just wants to read and loves to read. And that's what I love about it. Beautiful answer. Brilliant. We actually do have a question here, um, if you've got a moment, from Kathleen Cordner. Um, and probably this is probably one for um, the general crowd here, because I know there's a few authors amongst um, our audience tonight. The question is, what's your advice for a wannabe starter? Um, do you think they're better off to write novels or picture books for kids? It's a really it's, tough question. Maybe James can weigh into this one too. I think it really depends on what the story is. Some You've got to match your story to your medium. So some things can only be told really well in, in a novel and some things can really need great images of flies, you know, to be yeah. pictable. So. Yeah, I agree with Natasha. I think it, 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 it really comes down to the story. We do that a lot is we'll get a lot of ideas or concepts. And sometimes we'll be trying to talk about it as a picture book and we'll, it'll dawn on us halfway through. So hang on, this is more junior fiction, this idea. This is this needs to be played out. This needs a little, a little bit more backstory and set up. The thing with picture storybooks is you don't have a lot of time for setup and backstory. So you got to get to the punch really quickly. So, it, yeah, Natasha's right. It just depends on the story. Mm. And novels are a lot of work, like especially if it sucks and you've gone all that trouble to write a like a long, you know, imagine writing a 90,000-word novel and everyone hates it. Well, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Start with a picture book and see the topic. <laughs> That's you know, terrible advice, by the way. I, I agree, though. And I also think, though, it's really important just to write what feels best for you because, like for me, I've tried writing longer stories and I do hope to one day have a um, chapter book published, but I know that I find it a lot easier, much more comfortable approaching a picture book than I am approaching a, um, a chapter book. And so for me, I think that's a, a big thing, just write what you know or write what you feel comfortable doing. All right, Rory, well, you got a question for Rebel there, Rory? Um, one moment. I do, I do, I do. Um, I think I do. It's all right. How do you, how do you know, Rebel, that your illustrations are going oh, to... I do. Sorry. That's all right. <laughs> you were doing such a great job there thinking, Rory. It's all good. I got you back. <laughs> Thank you. Rebel, how do you know your illustrations are going to appeal to a young reader? I mean, I know you did lots of research and... You looked at flies, you're having a dizzy moment, but how do you know that, yeah, this is going to nail it with the kids and they're going to love it? I guess part of it comes from me kind of being a big kid at heart anyway, so I figure if I look at something and go, oh, that's kind of funny, I'm hopeful that the kids will think the same. And for this one in particular, I jammed it full of crazy characters. I think I probably went a bit overboard because, you know, where there's one fly, there's always more, and where there's one mozzie, there's always more. So I did that in the book as well and I tried to just fill it up with so many things for the little kids because I know kids love to look at things and be interested and make their own stories within stories so I tried to add as much of that in there as possible and I think as well I've got this I guess it's a knack for creating characters that all look slightly confused as to why they're there so they're still taking on the role of what they do in the in the story but they're also kind of like hmm what am I actually doing I'm okay with this I'll go along with it and they're just this, this slight confusion, which I think is based on my general 
life of confusion. <laughs> <laughs> Very honest answer there. <laughs> Fantastic. Now, we do have um, some jokes and funny stories from our guests. Now, I'm going to get our guests to introduce themselves and tell you a little bit about themselves. Maybe, you know, they're an author or and what they've written just briefly. And then hit us with your best mosquito, fly, joke, pun, story, barbecue story, whatever. So I'm going to hit you, Emily S. Smith, first. Give us your best. Why, thank you uh, for that lovely introduction there, Danny. My name is Emily S. Smith. Um, I am an author. So I've written Garbage Guts, which was published by Larrikin House last year, and also How to Hug a Cactus, which came out earlier in the year. Some of you might have seen it on um, Fergie, the Duchess of York's story time on her YouTube channel. So, yeah, I know, props to me. <laughs> no, it was very exciting. Um, I, I'm playing that down, but I might have been running around my room screaming at that point in time. It's amazing. Yeah, it was, it was very exciting. Um, but also very excited to be here to support Sarah and Rebel with their wonderful book, which I just think is hilarious. I am all about the funny stories, as is, you know, Larrikin House in general. Um, but this one is just brilliant. So I'm just like, yes, so happy to be here for this. Now, um, I kind of was looking at mosquito facts as well as jokes um, and some interesting things that I discovered are that mosquitoes are actually the deadliest animal in the world. They are responsible for killing more humans than any other animal. So I don't know, should, should I be excited about Team Aussie because we're the deadliest? Well, we're I am. But in saying that as well, it's only the females that suck the blood. So in saying that, the females are the deadliest animals in all of the world. So that before. <laughs> props to them for that. Thank you for agreeing. Yeah. Uh, another fun fact, which I also discovered, is that um, they can get confused by smell. So if you have um, eaten mint or like a caramelised chocolate kind of thing, it will confuse them and they're less likely to come near you. So what I gather from that is if you don't want to be attacked by mosquitoes at a barbecue, just cover yourself in toothpaste and you'll be sweet. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. Now to my joke. Oh, um, he's got more. <laughs> I know. I keep going. Once I'm on air, you cannot stop me. <laughs> Why do female mosquitoes have such low self-esteem? Because everyone is always talking about how much they suck. Aww, yeah. <laughs> love it. Love it. And I loved your facts. I felt like you were Dr. Carl. So well done. <laughs> now the lovely Jacinta Froud joining us, Team Fly. So tonight you are my rival. Uh, tell us about yourself and about your favourite story or joke. Go Team Fly. <laughs> yeah. Woo. Woo. Thanks, Danny. And thanks everyone for having me. And congratulations on this amazing book, Sarah, Rebel and James. I'm sure it will fly off the bookstore. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've got a bit of a cool but gross um, story. I was doing some research today too, and I actually went to a reputable site, the CSIRO, to get my information. Very good. And don't freak out, but when my grandma was a little, uh, well, a young lady, she actually underwent maggot therapy. So mm. I'm saying how cool flies are, right? Um, so they use sheep blowfly larvae 
um, to treat um, gangrenous wounds um, without antibiotics, which is pretty cool. And it's still practiced today. It's not just wow. a, an old thing. So, so would you the say larvae, that the larvae eat the infected tissue and cleanse the wound um, with their antibacterial saliva. Pretty cool. Um, and they speed up new tissue growth. Apologies to anyone eating dinner right now. Yeah, don't try this at home. <laughs> you, um, they've actually got like trained maggot nurses to look after it and they count the maggots out and they count the maggots. Oh, in again, so. Very specific role uh, as a nurse. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. you think that, um, I've got a joke too. I've got oh, a little oh, joke. Yeah. Sorry, Rory. I was going to say, you think they're uh, probably flies are our best friends rather than mosquitoes? Humans, that is. Like, prefer flies to, because that's where maggots come from. Well, mozzies yeah. are trying to kill us. So, anyway. yeah. It is with your joke, Jacinta. Uh, what's the last thing that goes through a mosquito's mind before it hits your windshield? Ooh. It's bum. It's bum. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Well done. No. <laughs> I just have to interrupt with the funniest joke that I've seen in the thread. Um, what is a fly's favourite pickup line? Is this stool taken? Oh, no. <laughs> oh, 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 wow. Who's that? Who's that? Gracie, for me, Rory's picking the winner, but for me, you are an absolute winner. Loved it. Who was that one? Denny? Tracy. Tracy Dem, I think. Um, I just saw that in the comments come up and that just, that I'm done for the night. I'm done. <laughs> okay. uh, Shana, can we throw to you? Team Mozzie, go Team Mozzie. Hit us go Team, joke go team Mozzie. And I didn't know we were going to be talking maggots and stools. It's just, they're just great words, aren't they? <laughs> you haven't watched a Words and Dads live stream then, Shana. <laughs> oh, I'm Shana Carter and I am also a picture book author, a children's author, and I have a story out called Watermelon Pip. And I've also written a number of short stories that have been published in anthologies where the um, money goes towards charities, which is really cool. And I have a few other things in the works behind the scenes, but mostly um, Sarah is my writing friend and we help each other out with our rhymes and story ideas and things. And I just love working with her and I'm so excited for this book. Um, but, yes, I don't have anything quite as gross as that. Now I really feel like I've not brought my A game. Um, but my joke is... Why do mosquitoes feel like celebrities? Ooh, why? Because everybody claps for them all the time. <laughs> well done. I'll crack myself up anyway. And I love how you are writing buddies. I think having a writing buddy is so good to help you, you know, be uh, writing and give each other the encouragement. I don't know. We, we tend to gossip more and um, chat and well, <laughs> get much writing done. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Still great. So we have a lot of fun. We have a lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> Natasha, Curtin, team, another team Mozzie. Go team Mozzie. Hit us with your story joke. Gross fact. I don't know. Getting out of hand. Yeah, I just also want to say, you know, well done, Sarah. Um, Sarah and I are, are book birthday twinsies. So um, we had our, both our books came out at the same time. We had cake together, which is always very important. Um, and I'm not just saying that it's an excellent book because I still owe Sarah money, but it is an excellent book. <laughs> so, congratulations, Sarah, and Rebel too. They're brilliant yeah. illustrations, so well done. Thank you. Um, my, I, I had to think for ages, and I, I, this really gave me a, a 
a complex because I'm supposed to be a storyteller and I couldn't think of anything forever. So, you know, I had a midlife crisis. But then I remember this is kind of like more of a story. Something that happened to a friend of mine and, and our family when we went camping um, to do with mozzies. And it's basically the moral of the story is don't judge. So um, we're out sitting around the campfire having a great time and my friend's daughter was whinging and carrying on about the mozzies endlessly and I think oh, she's been such a, a sook there's barely anything and and my friend's like you know what you know how some people their blood just tastes better and the mozzies go for them and I'm like yeah right yeah yeah oh, my goodness anyway so I went to bed and got up the next morning and I just heard my friend because I like to sleep in because I'm a night owl. And um, she's like, I'm just going down to the shops, going out. We've forgotten the red. Um, but um, Sophie's got some bites. So I just need to um, get the, the patches, the itchy patches. Has anyone seen those things that you, you stick on and they help the bites? So I'm just going to get some of those from the shops. And I said, yep, no worries. And so I got up and I was having my breakfast and she came back from the shops and she, she opened up the tent flap and said to her daughter, oh, Here's two packets, you know, just put one aside for later on and just, just put a few, few, you know, over wherever you've gotten bitten, just put the little patches on. So then we went off, we were chatting and stuff. Ten minutes, I'd forgotten all about it. And then ten minutes later, I hear this little wail from the, from the tent. Mummy, what happens if I've run out of patches? And she came out and she was covered head to toe in mozzie bite patches because she had mozzie bites over her entire body. Mm. So I've learned never to judge oh. ever again. Mozzie's not evil. Mozzie's not evil for sure. I agree with great, that statement. Great story. It's making me itchy just thinking about it. If <laughs> you haven't swapped teams, Natasha, after that story. <laughs> oh, well, I have been bitten by March flies when I was a kid up in um, Ramangini and they are the worst. So I'm happy to be mozzie. Yeah, fair enough. And last but not least, we've got Tony Dahlia. Welcome to you, rival Team Flies. Woo! Hi, everyone. I'm Tony Dahlia. I write picture books and junior fiction, and I'm so thrilled for Sarah. I am in a writing group with Sarah, and I'm just honestly just so um, happy for you. Um, it's an amazing book, and congratulations, Rebel, on such an amazing book. So, Thank you. Oh, did you want a, a joke? Oh, so please. I've got a fly joke. Um, how does a fly keep track of its money? Hmm. It uses a pound ant. Oh, nice. Love a great fly. <laughs> I've you. got another one. All right. uh, I'll give you another one. So uh, what kind of fly sounds croaky when it talks? Ooh. A horse fly. <laughs> well done thank you so much it's so nice to have um writing buddies and friends and fellow authors to be celebrating with sarah and rebel and having you here on the live stream chat and sharing your time with us and giving us your best jokes gross facts all those things so thank you so much for that rory what do you got for us I've got a few more jokes here, um, Danny. I have lost a couple, actually, because there's just so many comments flying through. Um, but we've got one here from Ali Ferguson. She says, what do you call a fly with no legs? That's a walk. A walk, exactly. A um, what do you call a dead fly? This is from Amelia Lewis. Ooh. A flu. <laughs> um, 
We have a really good one here from Ken from Ring with the Chance of Taco. This is a bit of a story, this one. So I'm not sure I get right. Two flies are sitting on a nice piece of poo. Nice, um, both chowing down the fresh poo. And one fly does a fart. And the other fly said, poo, do you mind? I'm eating here. Thanks for that. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Well done. Um, a mosquito landed on my husband's face. Easiest decision of my life. That's from Helen James. Oh, did you let, leave him be, Helen, or did you get him in that one? I'm not sure what that decision was, but I can probably guess. <laughs> and there's a few people here asking for a sequel. Are we going to get a sequel for this story? I sincerely hope so. About leeches? Maybe we can pitch James now while he's in the room. Pitch me. Do it. Yeah. We imagine cockroaches versus cockroaches. Oh. I'm, I'm out. Now, um, we will throw to James now, actually, because, James, you're extremely passionate about brand and buy-in for young readers. I've got a few questions for you here, so you're just going to have to remember them all. So I know you talk about brand a lot, the Larrikin brand, which is really important. We all love that. And buy-in for young readers. Why are these aspects so important to you when publishing a picture book? And... How is Mozzie's versus flight on brand for Larrikin House? Yeah. My first philosophy is um, if reading isn't interesting for kids, then the first time that kid sees a screen or touches a screen, reading is dead to them. So I, I think there's a lot of really teachy, didactic sort of picture books in the marketplace. And I think adults often want to teach children. They want to improve them. Uh, they want to do, they just want them to be better. And that's not a bad thing, but what's in it for the kid? So we always ask with any story, what's in it for the kid? Like what's the buy-in for the reader here? Or is this a book that an adult wants a kid to read or will the kids actually enjoy this? So one of my first thoughts is with Mozzie's, would kids like this? It would, would kids enjoy this? And war, I mean, you've got war in it, they go to war. There's, I probably wanted some more carnage, but I, you know, I often get cancelled out of it. The level of carnage I'd like in the stories. Um, yeah, again, it needs to be appropriate for kids, so sometimes I push it a bit far. Um, but that's my basic philosophy is if kids love reading, then they'll continue to read. Um, and they don't always want to learn. They don't always want to be improved. You know, I heard Claire from Scholastic say, you know, what kid wants to curl up in bed at night and with a great lesson? You know, it's... Is that what they want? So that's really our philosophy. So I look for fun, quirky, a little bit different. Um, and people have different ideas on what that is. We get sent a lot of fart books because I think, oh, fart books, Larrican House. It's like, well, the first thing I'd say is how many have we published? How many fart books? We haven't published any. It's um, when We're looking for better than that. We're looking for the next level up. Fart humour is really 10 years ago. And you can have farts in stories, but... What's funnier than that? And I think what I loved about Mozzie's versus Flies, it was quirky. It was so different. It was, um, there was just, and, and then the illustrators, we also think through from an illustration perspective, um, something that might cr cracked me up is in the illustrations, you've got this um, drill master fly with a megaphone yelling at all the, all the flies as they're in training. And there's one flapping his arms trying to keep up. That's just class A humour for me. So we'll look at a story and go, how can this be illustrated? Because the illustrator is half the humour often as well. So I don't even know what the question was. Is that an answer? <laughs> it. 
Well, I did three, three at once, but you answered it perfectly. And what I just really love about your philosophy in Larrikin House is that it's about bringing joy to the reader. And if you bring joy to a reader or a kid who'd rather go on the screen than the book, then, you know, you're winning because if they're having fun, um, you know, they're going to then become readers as they get older. So I think that's so important. Thank you so much, James. Rory, you've got some winners for us tonight. I do, Danny. I do. Um, so can I please get from those of us in the room, those mozzies and flies, um, a mixture of drum roll and buzzing sounds? <laughs> All right. So our first winner is Yuri. Now, Yuri, I do forget. Yuri Gordon. There we go. Well done. And I'm going to do another bit of drum roll buzz for our second winner. <laughs> And that is Tracy Dam. So oh, my favourite joke of the night. Thank you, Rory. <laughs> they were both very hilarious jokes. And you've both won a signed copy of Mozzie's First Flies, and we will message you after this um, to get your contact details. Oh, fantastic. Congratulations, and thank you so much for everyone for watching. We've had so many comments. We're really sorry if we didn't get to all of you, but we I will, I will reply to all of them later, and um, it's been a real joy. Last question for Sarah and Rebel. We'll go to you first, Sarah. What do you love about being part of Larrikin House? Well, there is so much that I love being part of with Larrikin House, to tell you the truth. I mean, firstly, I love the fact that they are a publisher that is entirely focused on humorous and quirky stories because that is what I love to write. And that is also what I think that um, most kids want to read. And there hasn't been enough out of it out there in the market. So I think it's fantastic to be part of that team. Um, and secondly, Larrikin House itself is actually an extremely um, supportive team environment for both the authors and illustrators um, that are part of it. And I really love being part of that with their Larrikin House um, Facebook group and the fortnightly Zooms where we get to sort of bond and, and upskill and all those sorts of things. It is just an amazing environment. So I am really, really lucky to be <laughs> part of the Larrikin House team. I love it. So thank you, James, and the rest of the team. Thank you. Rebel, what about you? What do you love about being a larrikin? Well, firstly, can I just show you something I made that I thought might be a bit too distracting to wear? I should really drink more wine, but I made this little cork hat that I had to use nuts because I didn't drink enough wine. So <laughs> that little hat to keep all the mozzies and flies away. Beautiful. Keep wearing it. I love it. <laughs> No, I, I love being a part of Larrikin House. It's it's like I've walked into a group of people who are very like-minded, who are, love to have a bit of fun, love to do crazy stories, love all the funny stuff, but are also very passionate about what they do, which is great. And like Sarah said as well, the other authors and illustrators I've met along the way, it's an amazing group of people who are so generous with their ideas, their thoughts on everything. So it's a really great team to be a part of, and I never expected that, but I really enjoy all that and of course James and Mary and everyone all, all their support and help and the fun that they can have as well as really striving to do the best they can is is really inspiring. Excellent thank you so much I love that I love that so much. Rory um, wrap it up. One more thing. Yeah. yeah go for it. James mentioned a bit more carnage in the book. I did actually have one drawing we took out because it looked like it was a chopped in half mozzie. He <laughs> 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 was cut in half and he was a little bit too graphic. <laughs> when you're being pulled back by Larrikin House, you know you've done a great job. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, thank you to everyone for joining us tonight for this live stream special launch of the highly original and funny Multiverse Flight. It's been a real buzz to be here and be included. Uh, uh, yeah, th thank you to everyone that's joined us and special congratulations to Sarah, Rebel and James on another hilarious Larrican House book. Uh, Larrican House takes fun very seriously. Absolutely. Now, this live stream will be available on the Words and Nerds Facebook page, also available as an audio podcast when I get around to putting that on there. Uh, and that's available wherever you listen to your podcast. Thank you all for joining us on the screen, for celebrating this amazing book. Go out and buy it. Go out and read it. Go and support Aussie authors and Aussie publishers. That's how we do it. The kids will love it. And uh, thank you, the book community listeners. we got 25,000 people a month hitting play on the Words and Nerds podcast, and that just makes me want to weep with joy because I started off with just my mum listening. So, you know, that's really cool. <laughs> so thank you so much, everyone. And uh, before we go, let's... Can I say out. something too? Of course you can. I just want to say thank you very much for yourself, Danny, and for Rory for facilitating tonight. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> and thank you for uh, Larry King James for being here and behaving himself. Uh, <laughs> and thank you so much for all our writing buddies who on screen off screen and for everyone that's been been putting in their comments and being here to support us it is so appreciated um i've been very very nervous about tonight and it's been much <laughs> james it's been much more, uh, relaxing than i thought now. <laughs> hey look i'm team mozzie in the nfl oh, oh. Go, everyone call out after three their team and then we'll say goodbye to our listeners but congratulations amazing book Three, two, one, team. Good night, everyone. Thank you for listening to the Words and Nerds podcast. We'd love to engage with you on social media. You can find the podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, Danny V Books, Words and Nerds podcast. You can also subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts. Stay safe and read more books.